The world continues to reel from the reckless and maniacal machinations of Vladimir Putin. Meanwhile, Purim, the most exuberant day on the Jewish calendar in most of the world, has recently concluded and just now is wrapping up in Jerusalem, where the celebration occurs a day later. Amidst all of this, word just broke that the most celebrated Torah scholar of our generation, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, has passed away suddenly, plunging millions into mourning. The Sunday funeral is expected to draw between half a million and one million people. How are we to thread together all of these events and this week's Parsha, Tzav, to boot? One of the most salient features of Wicked Haman in the Megillah we just read is his severe hubris, his obsession with praise and adulation. So fragile was his ego that the refusal of a single Jew, Mordechai, to bow before him rendered all of his considerable wealth and honor meaningless in his view. One who derives his sense of self-worth not from an inner spiritual store, but from the number of likes, retweets, or compliments he receives will never achieve lasting satisfaction, and in fact can become unhinged at the slightest affront. Every unflattering word, even an untoward glance, can ignite an existential crisis, destabilizing one's entire identity. For such a person, external, quantifiable conquests offer life's only chance at a fulfilling existence, fleeting as such attainments may then be. Terrified at confronting their hollow inner core, these individuals revert to whatever means necessary to quiet the unrest of their souls. Yet if ego alone can be harmful on a localized level, the fusion of deep insecurity with ideological radicalism and power begets monsters like Haman of old or Putin of our moment. Such tyrants suffer the worst effects of noxious narcissism while occupying a platform to express it in world-altering fashion. The McGill's heroine, Esther, embodies the diametric opposite of this ethic. She sublimates her personal will and risks her own well-being for the benefit of the greater good. Mordechai offers the humble suggestion that who knows if perhaps you have arrived at this moment for this purpose. Esther personifies a service mindset governed by an inner resolve and a sense of mission that seeks to fill not her own lack, but the world's. Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, known as the stipler goal, expressed this attitude of pure service and humility in both creed and deed. Every year he would be honored with the final aliyah, blessing over the Torah reading. As they completed the cycle on Simchat Torah, the following Shabbat he would sponsor a celebratory Kiddush reception. Despite his advanced age, and his stature as one of the greatest Torah leaders of the generation, he insisted on remaining after the Kiddush to help clean up, explaining that this too was part of his service. He supported this practice with an observation from this week's Torah portion in describing the priestly service in tabernacle following the burnt offerings. The Torah tells us he shall then remove his garments and dress in other garments. He shall take out the ashes beyond the encampment to a pure, undefiled place. If it was not beneath the dignity of the priests to remove the refuse of the sacrifices, the stipler noted, surely he himself could clean up from the kiddush he had sponsored, and indeed, he felt mandated to do so. Today, we learn that the stipler's son, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, who himself grew into a leading light of the Torah community, died suddenly at age 94. The timing, the day after Purim, where he resided in B'nai Brak, and at the peak of the celebrations in nearby Jerusalem, 
is beyond our capacity to comprehend. And certainly with Sunday's funeral and in the weeks and months to come, many detailed tributes will be authored and broadcast globally. Yet in this particular moment, I am reflecting on the contrast in personality between wise and righteous leaders like this great rabbi and despotic fiends like those referenced above. For over 80 years, Rav Chaim toiled for roughly 20 hours a day in total obscurity, hunched over holy books, eventually becoming the address for thousands of petitioners from around the world. His entire being was defined by an internal compass, a higher calling, an unshakable faith in his inherent godliness and value. For such a person, no act of service is unbecoming and no act of conquest or aggression is ever necessary to justify his being. These are our Jewish heroes, models of security, serenity, and service, nourished by deep reservoirs of faith and purpose. May our enemies be deposed, our exemplars be emulated, and our world reconciled. Shabbat Shalom.